listener production. Northern Hemisphere stock markets start a new week on a strong note. And Aussie shares are expected to open higher on Tuesday, bolstered by overseas gains. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 17th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. You're going to wish your mum happy birthday, Ryan? Happy birthday, Marlene. <laughs> Hope you have a great day. Uh, as far as the trends of the Northern Hemisphere markets were concerned, Ryan, it was quite interesting. We saw a swing higher for stocks. Bond yields were higher as well, and the US dollar index a little bit lower. Oil prices, another thing that we look at closely these days, gave up a bit of ground as well with the US benchmark down by almost 1.5%. So with less than an hour to go in the US session, the Dow Jones up by about a percent, the S&P 500 up 1.1%, the NASDAQ up 1.3%. Bond yields a little bit higher as well, a two-year up five basis points to 5.1%, a 10-year up eight basis points to 4.71% composed start to the week, Ryan? It's a very good start to the week, Tom, and stocks rose and bonds fell amid diplomatic efforts to prevent the Israel-Hamas war from expanding into regional conflicts. So we've seen Wall Street's safe haven bid wane on the back of that. We've seen President Joe Biden construe a trip to Israel as part of a push to prevent the war from spreading. We've also seen diplomatic efforts from US Secretary of State Antony Blinken and even Russian President Vladimir Putin has been involved in peace negotiations, talking to leaders of Egypt, Syria, Iran, and the Palestinian Authority. And he said that uh, the Kremlin is hoping for a ceasefire, which is a bit ironic coming from him. Well, he's probably not the foremost peace negotiator. I wouldn't have thought so. Probably not so. the first bloke the UN calls up when they're trying to broker a peace agreement. Definitely not. So I think the price action really reflects an improvement in investors' outlook for the Israeli conflict rather than the absence of a significant escalation. So that's kind of why we have seen the movements in shares and bonds the way they have. But I think it's worth pointing out, though, we've got a massive deluge of US bond issuance this week. On that note, though, uh, the Israeli shekel has been under a fair bit of pressure, as you might imagine, since the beginning of the month. And overnight, it hit an eight-year low. So that's the sort of thing that you do need to keep an eye on in terms of capital flight. In previous days, we've heard of the Bank of Israel launching a $30 billion war chest to try and defend the currency. So, you know, you you need to be mindful of these sorts of things because the uh, money movement uh, under these circumstances, at a trickle, it can sort of quickly change into something else. Absolutely. And this week, in terms of the bond market, we have auctions of $30 billion of 20-year notes and $22 billion of five-year Treasury protected inflation securities. So they're what's known as real yields or, or bonds with inflation protection. So that's going to be a big week on the bond front. And in terms of the equity market last night, Tom, there's a lot of focus really on tech shares. So we get a lot of earnings released this week and Tesla's going to be there as well as Netflix front and center. But we did see Mega Caps, Microsoft, Meta Platforms, Alphabet, and Amazon.com, they reflect about 25% of the market capitalization of the S&P 500, and they rose between 1.4% and 2.3% last night. To your point, if they're not doing well, then the market's not doing as well either. Worth just pointing out quickly that Albemarle shares are up by 2.25%, having abandoned their bid for Liontown, the local lithium producer. So quite the West Australian melodrama that's developing over in that neck of the woods. There were some other stocks worth mentioning as well. 
Ryan, I know you're fond of a fashionable piece of uh, yoga clothing. Lululemon, you always uh, mention this when the stock's on the move. It's up 10% uh, overnight, the highest since April 2022. It's seventh consecutive session of gains. People are cock-a-hoop that it's going to be included in the S&P 500. A bit of downward dog action there for Lulu <laughs> Athletica. I think it's more like greeting the sun, isn't it? It's doing very nicely. So Warner Brothers Discovery, another mover last night, up by 5%. The market excited about its imminent launch of its max streaming service across 22 European countries. But interestingly enough, that excludes the UK, Germany and Italy uh, because of HBO's dominance in those neighbourhoods. We also saw shares of broker Charles Schwab gain 4.1% on the back of better-than-expected earnings. News Corp shares added over 4% and reports activist shareholder Starboard Value has built a stake in the company. But where we did see some weakness, Tom, was in Apple shares, down Mm. 0.3%. Yes, uh, the weakness of Chinese iPhone sales, a bit of a sticking point for that stock. And Apple's iPhone has fallen from its position as leader of China's smartphone market. In terms of market share, according to Jeffrey's analyst, smartphone sales in China have showed positive growth year on year, driven primarily by an increase in Android sales. But we have seen Huawei overtake iPhone as the number one smartphone device. European markets also had a good start to the week in the UK. The market was up 0.4 of a percent. The French market up by a quarter. The German market up by a third of a percent. And the pan-European stock 600 index was up by a quarter of a percent. German bonds slightly higher. Uh, We had a 10-year government bond in Germany up by almost five basis points to 278. They've sniffed at those better than expected German wholesale prices, Ryan. It was the second consecutive month of declines. There's a big focus really overnight in Europe on mining shares. So they're up 1.8% as prices of base metals were lifted by hopes of stronger demand from China. We saw China's central bank ramp up liquidity support to its banking system yesterday, conducting medium-term lending facility operations worth 789 billion yuan. So the latest stimulus measures did boost both iron ore prices. They were up 0.6% to 119.25 US dollars a tonne. And copper was also high by 0.2%. But one of the things that stood out last night for me, Tom, was a country close to your heart, Poland. (laughs) Its share market, the WIG20 index, rose 5.3%, the strongest performer in Europe after former European Council President Donald Tusk, not the guy from House of Cards, the former European Council President. His opposition looked on track to form the next government. Yes, it was an important election and there were many eyes from around the world watching very carefully what was going on in in that outcome. So uh, mainly because of the position that the Polish government has taken towards the Ukraine, which has um, been less than supportive as far as the far right party is concerned from time to time. So there would be some relief that uh, Mr. Tusk has uh, gained the upper hand in that conversation. Of course, he's pro-EU and he's a liberal, so that saw those shares up. We also saw Italy's government approve a budget for next year and the FTSE MIB was up by 0.6%. Ryan, there would have been another story that filled your heart with joy last night to see Manchester United shares down by as much as 13%. I mean, if they'd been taking some sort of medicine, you could say they've been taking... uh, a Zempic lately. Those share prices have lost a bit of value. 
Well, yes, the share price really reflects the performance of Manchester United in the Premier League <laughs> this season. And what we did see there was British billionaire Jim Ratcliffe put in a bid of more than 1.5 billion US dollars, equating to a 25% stake in the company. This comes after Qatari businessman Sheikh Jazim bin Hamad withdrew his bid to buy the club from its current owners, the Glazer family, so the share prices were down. The local picture today, Ryan, we're expecting the ASX 200 to kick off with a gain of two-thirds of a percent at this stage. The SPY futures are up by about 46 points. In terms of outcomes, we have got some annual general meetings from Telstra and Cochlear, and there are quarterly production reports from Rio Tinto and Newcrest Mining. Anything else on your radar today? Well, in terms of the economic outlook, we've got an update from the Reserve Bank. So we've got the latest monetary policy meeting minutes issued. And of course, that was the first one from new governor, Michelle Bullock. But of course, the statement was almost identical to the month price. So we're not expecting too much to be revealed in these minutes. The Aussie dollar has reclaimed a little bit of ground overnight, dragging itself off the mat. It has spent some time below 63 US cents in recent days as we speak. It's at the heady level of 63.4 US cents. Thanks very much for your company this morning. Can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.